We're trying to identify the, the buckets that resonate the most with our customers. And we're doing like some ethnography work right now outside of this to, to see which buckets are probably the most beneficial for us as a brand, as well as using influencers who already have the understanding of how to go viral on their own. Yeah, I want to talk about what is the strategy right now because I know I just I'm on your Instagram and your your YouTube looking at all these different shorts content and I see like I feel like there is definitely some brainstorming of creativity of like different ideas because they're all filmed kind of like in the house right there's this yeah. who, who, who's the person the the woman on the so videos? her name's Sydney yeah so does Sydney just come up with it or do you guys all brainstorm here are some like, different ideas how we could how we could display this in, you know in the short form content good question so a buddy of mine his name's Isaac he owns a brand called Mini Katana. They are absolutely slaying short form content in terms of promoting e-commerce. We're trying to work off that model a little bit, but what we're trying to do initially is identify buckets of content that our, uh, our community likes. I'm sure, I'm sure Andrew's, I see Andrew nodding his head because that's a very Daryl Evesy type thing to say, but we're trying to identify the, the buckets that resonate the most with our customers. And we're doing like some ethnography work right now outside of this to, to see which buckets are probably the most beneficial for us as a brand. So she's testing a whole bunch of stuff. We're, we're building like a bit of a feedback loop system to see which particular types of content perform the best. And then our intentions are to scale that both internally as well as using influencers who already have the understanding of how to go viral on their own. So like I say influencers, but I meant creators, but like it's one thing to go and get, there's all these, there's like a billion creators on, on like Instagram and TikTok that, you know, aren't actually fantastic at creating viral content. They just film stuff and they call themselves a UGC creator. I think where the real value is, if you can find somebody that's kind of already in your vertical making content that's relevant to your audience and signing them, to a deal to continuously produce content in particular buckets for your brand. The understanding that those people know how to make this type of content go viral and then basically essentially paying them for that content. Do you guys do any kind of affiliate play right now? Yeah, we do a bit of affiliate. It's uh we we were doing it pretty hard for a little bit. You know, attribution gets gets difficult when somebody's like an Instagram influencer or whatever because most of it you can't click. So then you wind up relying on coupon codes and then you get like coupon code aggregators taking their coupons and it just screws up all of the data. We we do some. It's just it's not uh, I would say it's not our strongest channel. So, what's your guys's like process for kind of coming up with these buckets coming up with these different ideas you guys like get on a call together and just kind of brainstorm it how do you how do you plan this out i mean we've, we've only been doing it for probably six weeks well, what about all these other videos we, we've been doing it for a long time but we just started doing it like making it a priority maybe six eight weeks ago and initially it was like okay let's figure out a handful of buckets let's start producing content ideally we're going to probably get to a point where everything's aggregated into a spreadsheet where we can see what bucket it was how many views it had and then we could take the time to go look at it and look at the retention graphs to see exactly what things probably caused that initial spike. And like, I mean, the thing about YouTube, and I know Andrew, Andrew will probably agree with me, like I was experimenting with it with my son's videos like six weeks ago. Sometimes I would upload a video and it would get zero. Like you look at it and like you, sometimes it would get muted from the shorts feed and it would never get any action on the shorts feed. And then I would upload the exact same video an hour later. I, I changed the title or whatever. All of a sudden it would get 10,000 views. There's this like secondary thing that you, it's completely uncontrollable where you're just at the mercy of the algorithm on that particular day and that particular time could hurt you, right? Yeah. 
you know, as a whole on a macro level, getting all of this data, putting it into a spreadsheet, breaking it down by views and buckets, and then doubling down on the things that have worked. Really, it's, it's a feedback loop. It's data science. And like a lot of people just like, you know, I see most brands just post stuff on social media. It's usually just, it's mostly an echo chamber of them broadcasting how great their product is versus like telling stories or entertaining or, you know. And what you just described there, you're, you were split testing the title. If you uploaded the exact same video, you were split testing the title. I don't know the details, obviously, but for like what Daryl Eves would say is he's data driven, but optimizes for human beings. And yes, there was obviously a slight uh, change in time of day, right? but if everything else was equal and all you changed was the title, for whatever reason, that second title just resonated with the audience that much easier. The only thing is, is that like where I think the glitch is, especially when I notice it with volume is typically when it gets this, this quote unquote glitch that I'm speaking of is that you'll see zero shorts feed mm. activity. If there's zero shorts feed activity, you never even got exposure to even give the, the title a chance. Yep. That's fair. I can't figure out why it happens. It's happened on a number of my accounts a few times. And I know deleting your content and putting it back up is not a good idea, but like it should have got at least like one. I don't know why that happens. I don't know, but this whole, if you delete your content and re-upload, I've done it before where I would upload something, get like 10 views, I delete it, put it back up and it'll get like a hundred, whatever, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you could actually take the exact same one you've already posted and republish it. I just did that recently and it still worked. So if you had one from like six months ago that worked, just re-upload it now with a different title, boom. If you have a little bit of editing, just change the music in the background yeah. or something and then and change the file name, whatever. Yeah, I would, I would try to make an effort to change it at least somewhat because if it's the exact same video, it's actually against the terms of service and then you get a couple strikes and then all of a sudden you're in big trouble. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I've been noticing big creators doing it. Yeah, I was going to say a similar thing. Like, yeah, it's against YouTube's terms of service. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have like really big uh, YouTubers that did that. And I was like, oh, interesting. There's re-uploading. I saw someone who has a YouTube channel about, you know, this sort of strategies talking about it. And then all of a sudden I saw some big creators. I'm like, oh, they're doing the thing. They're just re-uploading the same thing twice. Yeah. Big YouTubers make mistakes all the time. Really quick, Ryan, just because just because of the time frame you just shared with us, I avoided YouTube shorts like the plague off of the advice of my mentor, Daryl Eves. It was a proven fact for any data geek like me, when you get into the nitty gritty, you could see that the YouTube shorts were cannibalizing views from the long format content. Some of the largest YouTubers on the planet were complaining about losing $20,000, $30,000 and more because they were uploading YouTube shorts. This was a known fact in the YouTube expert co consultancy space. I never, I didn't go near YouTube shorts with a 10 foot pole until they YouTube solved that, that steaming pile of disaster. So just because of, you said it was so long ago, I suspect that they were still like ironing out the kinks. I'm not gonna say that YouTube has solved all of their problems. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that, but we are so far beyond, like I'm actually posting shorts on, on my clients' channels now, whereas before I didn't, I wouldn't touch them with, with anything.